Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We are live at Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill. I am Richard Holdridge alongside my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank. And thank you once again for listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Now from 2 to 3, I'm after Rod Peterson. I'm so excited about following a broadcasting titan as Rod Peterson I kind of feel like I'm, I'm in that time slot between Seinfeld and ER. But, Corey, it's great having you on the show. Always is, Richard. It is really impressive that they would let us be in between Peterson and the other parts. So we had two incredible uh, people that know how to call professional sports, and it's entity in itself. So, Richard, we got to start with what has just happened and transpired with Auburn new head coach, Hugh Freeze. Breaking news, the Auburn Tigers have just hired Hugh Freeze as their new head coach. And one thing about Hugh Freeze, he coached at Ole Miss. He actually coached at Lambeth. In fact, he, his character is based on the coach from the movie The Blind Side. Anyway, that's neither here or there. But uh, Hugh Freeze knows how to win. He also knows how to recruit big-time talent like he did at Ole Miss. He recruited Laquan Treadwell. He recruited Robert Nicomdici. They had a top-five recruiting class. And most importantly, he beat Nick Saban twice. So Hugh Freeze knows how to win. This is a home-run hire by the Auburn Tigers. And not to mention, Richard, the fact that Hugh Freeze has spent the last four years at Liberty – and that he took Liberty to heights that they have not been in program history ever. An absolutely unprecedented, unprecedented heights in that regard. He's one of the best offensive coordinators in the game. So the Auburn Tigers knew what they were getting with Coach Hugh Freeze. He's going to change the dynamic of the culture. Take them back to a place where they show exactly what it means to be a war eagle. In that regard, a high-powered offensive coach, you're going to see a lot more touches throwing the ball through the air, getting it to your X and Y receivers, and you're going to see in that regard a run-and-gun style offense and show what it means to change and turn the page to the future for the War Eagles. If there's one thing that Hugh Freeze does, he develops quarterbacks very well. You saw what he did with Malik Willis, who's now playing for the Tennessee Titans. But Robbie Ashford, only a freshman, he is only going to get better. I think the most important thing that Hugh Freeze did was allow Cadillac Williams to be on his staff. He is now the assistant head coach, and that is going to be huge for recruiting because a lot of the Auburn fan base wanted Cadillac Williams as the head coach. Cadillac Williams did a great job at the interim position as head coach. He knew all about the culture since he did play there. And not only that, he was an incredible running back, a kind of guy that's going to change the difference in the way of the psyche of all these players and how they think getting through the hurdle and the struggles. Cadillac Williams, a standout athlete, a standout coach, and exactly what it was as a stopgap. And to keep him on there, tremendous respect. Let's talk about what everybody in the sports world is talking about right now. The United States in the World Cup. I was on pins and needles. It was just intense from start to finish. The United States defeat Iran to advance out of the group. I predicted they were going to advance out of the group. I just didn't think it was going to need a win over Iran to do it. And they did just that. Christian Pulisic, I just want to say what a heroic 
performance by Christian Pulisic to get his first World Cup goal, but to sacrifice his body. He had a collision with the Iranian goalkeeper, and uh, he's now in the hospital. His injury update is an abdominal injury, and his status for the game against the Netherlands on Saturday in the round of 16 is up in the air. It's true. A guy that lays his body out on the line for your team, your country, the sentimental value. He's showing exactly why he is a United States player, a patriot indeed. Like you said, they're going to get out of group play, group B play, and let's see how they turn out the rest of this World Cup tournament. It is just going to be incredible. The United States will take on the Netherlands in the round of 16 as it will start at 10 o'clock in the morning. Corey, that is going to be a very interesting weekend of sports. I'm normally watching college game day about 10 o'clock in the morning. I'll be watching the World Cup and then switching over to the Big 12 championship and then the SEC championship. It's just going to be a fantastic day of watching sports. Absolutely indeed. Now we're going to segue into the next part. How are we going to talk about the New York Jets Oh yeah, and the quarterback play I knew of Mike White? I knew this was coming. You're a Jets fan. All right, well, well, Zach Wilson's NFL career might be finished. Mike White is the better quarterback. You saw what he did through three touchdown passes as the New York Jets defeated the Chicago Bears. If the regular season ended today, the New York Jets would be in the playoffs and it was because of Zach Wilson they lost to the Patriots. I mean, say what you want. The Jets were winning in spite of Zach Wilson. Now they have a quarterback that could do a little bit more, and I believe this team is going to rally around Mike White. The New York Jets are going to break their postseason drought. They have not made the playoffs since 2010, and the New York Jets are going to the playoffs. I know that makes you happy, Corey. It really does. But the quarterback playing Mike White, it just seems very different. He's getting the ball out of his hands very quickly, and he was hitting Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's first game as a pro to get two touchdowns before that game. He only had one touchdown in that regard. Mike White was hitting the slant routes. He was hitting the crossing routes. He was hitting the fly ball. A guy he incorporated in the offense that has been nothing when you had Zach Wilson as starting at quarterback, and that was Elijah Moore. We saw him catch balls, average over 30 yards a, a ball. So it really came down to that play. But a guy that stepped up in the game is Zonovan Knight. It was the first time that a Jet player coming off the practice squad and playing in his first NFL game had over 100 all-purpose yards. When you're able to make a dynamic connection, running between the tackles, breaking the tackles, getting on the outside, and really catching the ball and being dynamic in the next level, that's something they have to look forward to. And you also have to look at the fact that their defense is stout in the trenches and able to clog up the necessary holes when it needs to be done. And in the secondary, you have to talk about that rookie corner, Sauce Gardner. Oh, just an incredible corner. Corey, you and I called high school football games all season. Does St. Ampicelli win the state title for the GIAA this Friday? I believe they do. I think they're going to pull it together. They're going to have a defensive clinic. Their defensive line is going to clog up every hole in the backfield. Their defensive backfield is going to roam sideline to sideline, being able to make everything happen and press coverage. But not only that, 
Their linebackers are stout, and they're going to use exotic blitz packages to get in the backfield and show exactly how dynamic they are. Yeah, see, I got the Glenwood guy over there shaking his head. Glenwood played St. Ampicelli the first game of the season. Uh, just a dream matchup that wouldn't have been possible without the GIAA and the AISA combining forces. But just an outstanding season once again for the Glenwood Gators. I know that you came up short against Lee Scott Academy. And good luck next year. I, I'm, I'm excited about Glenwood football. I believe what head coach Ryan Nelson is doing with that program. Taking over for head coach Jason Gibson. I, I think it's just incredible. But you're losing a lot of star power on that team. Uh, Dallas Crow, JT Banks. But just good luck next season. I just appreciate you. All right. And also, we cannot forget about Wednesday night. We have the Auburn Tigers taking on the Thompson Warriors. Thompson could win four straight state titles. When I think about a team that wins four titles, I think of the Houston Comets in the WNBA. I think of the New York Islanders in the 1980s that won four straight titles. I think of the Celtics in the 60s or UCLA basketball with John Wooden. But it is hard to win four straight titles, but Thompson can do it Wednesday night. That would truly be a testament of what history is all about, Richard. All right, Corey, it has been fun, but we are going to go ahead and take a break. Stay tuned. We are going to have the Off the Walls podcast portion of this show. So when we come back, I will have the Columbus Rapids captain, Brittany Conway, and the director of marketing, Amelia Salter. They are going to join the show. Corey, again, thank you. I know you're going to be in the audience watching. I just appreciate you just being here on the show, and, and I'm just looking forward to calling these Rapids games with you and, and having you on the show for future shows. Absolutely, Richard. It's always a pleasure. All right. We'll be back with Brittany and Amelia. You don't want to go anywhere. Good evening to all you indoor soccer fans, and welcome to an episode of Off the Walls Rapids Podcast. We are live here at Ivy Park, and we are brought to you by National Audio Visual Services and Brewster's Ice Cream. I am Richard Holdridge, your play-by-play announcer for your Columbus Rapids, and we've got a special show for you today. Because on the show, I have got the captain and Rapids defender for the women's team, number five, Brittany Conway. And I have the director of marketing, Amelia Salter. And great having you two on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's kick things off with the World Cup. Hey, are you guys on pins and needles as I was? Because that took years off my life. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, I was holding my breath. And they added the extra nine minutes. I said, uh, <laughs> cut, the game's over. No, yeah. no need. I think a lot of people were praying. Oh, absolutely. Zimmerman saved the match. For those of you who don't know, the United States had to beat Iran to advance in the group. They did. They defeated mm-hmm. Iran one to nothing, thanks to a goal by Christian Pulisic. But unfortunately, he did get injured in that first half. He did not play in the second half. And so the United States had to hold on for dear life. And that was the longest let's say 60 minutes because you had nine minutes of extra time after the 45 minutes unbelievable the united states they advance they will play the netherlands early saturday morning uh, 10 o'clock that's gonna be a very busy saturday for me as a sports fan because you got the sec championship you got united states in the world cup yeah i know and and the big 12 championship and the big 10 championship we got a big 10 fan over in uh, the audience, uh, of course. A big shout-out to Boogs. But 
Uh, let's talk about this match because the United States actually outshot Iran in that first half. And you knew that they had to get the goal scoring, but then Iran actually started pressing in the last 25 minutes of the match, and they could have easily tied it up. I mean, it mm -hmm. was very nerve-wracking. We were all on pins and needles, but my word, that was clearly the the like the most shocking like i was on pins and needles the whole time i was watching it like i was watching it at work on my phone and and you know like we just get captivated with these moments and it was a big moment for the united states because this is a young team you know they have gotten every time they've been in the world cup since 2010 they've gotten out of the group uh, they did not get out of the group in 2006 they didn't make it to the quarterfinals in 2002 but they got a young team, but I got to say, uh, Brittany, you being a captain on the Rapids, you, your play kind of reminds me of the United States captain, Tyler Adams. I mean, he is just a, a ball hawk. I mean, he is everywhere <laughs> on the pitch trying to just get the ball out of the zone. Uh, that's that's your style. That's the way you play. Um, I had the privilege of seeing you in year one. I mean, first of all, you were a very durable player. You did not miss a game. And uh, you had just an incredible goal against Memphis. I think it was like the third game of the season. Uh, Matt Austin, who actually filled in for me at times, did a phenomenal job. He quoted you saying that was an absolute missile by Brittany Conway. And I, I just, when, when you had an opportunity to score goals, I mean, you took it. And you, you just are just a very exciting player that really your team just is getting fired up with your intensity out on the pitch. Thank you, thank you. For the record, I do love being compared to a ball hog. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just messing yeah, around, no. sorry. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, well, you got to understand, <laughs> you're, you're talking about just being on ball. Like, no. as a defender, you're to the ball. Like, no, your, your yeah. job is to mm -hmm. get it out of the offensive zone. It, make sure that they don't have crosses. Like, make mm -hmm. sure they, they don't get in the mm -hmm. middle of the zone where they have open looks. I mean, that, yeah. that's what you do, and you do a great job at it. No, yeah, I was messing around, but no. Um, Absolutely. Definitely trying to leave it all on the pitch and do what I can for my team, for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, you are a resident of Seattle. I want to say the Seattle area. You're from Washington, but yep. you're now in Columbus, so you're mm -hmm. a big Seattle Sounders fan, Seahawks fan. Uh, but a fun fact, a big shout-out to the Columbus State women's soccer team who's playing in the Final Four. They will take on Western Washington this Thursday night in Seattle. So I thought that was pretty interesting, your hometown and, and the Columbus State women's soccer team is going to be in Seattle. We actually had the Columbus State women's head coach, Jay Inledge, on the show a couple weeks ago, and they were doing very well in the NCAA tournament, and I had the privilege of calling some of the games with Warren, our general manager. And So now let's move on to the schedule. Amelia, you can chime in on this as well because we do know when our first game is. It's going to be a friendly it's going to be December the 29th at the Columbus Civic Center. Yes. Cannot wait for that, but we're also anticipating that new schedule in the NISL for the 2023 season to come out, and it has yet to come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's coming out soon. We're working hard, and it's we're just trying to make it the best schedule that we can, get all our fans out there and have a good season. You know, We are really excited for December 29th, though, start this thing off. We've been working hard. I know our players have been training hard in the offseason. So it's, it's time to go. It's time to start winning some games. I'm fired up. Yes, oh, yeah. let's go. Brittany. <laughs> now, Brittany, in, the team in year two, 
uh, you're coming back to the Rapids for year two. You have some familiar faces that are returning to the lineup, including Megan Byers. You have Sydney Vadney. You have uh, Shave Arezi, who just recently signed to today. Uh, Bria Riancho, your goalkeeper, is coming back. You also got some new faces, some familiar foes from the Rome Gladiators, including the leading goal scorer in the NISL, Carly Banks. And uh, you also have Kaylee O'Connor. I remember those two when every time that Rome played Columbus last year, they were their two best players. I mean, Rome had Rome played second in the NISL for the women. I mean, so to have that experience and those two players come play for the Rapids, it, it's just got to be incredible. Oh, fantastic. Uh, phenomenal players, like really excited to get to know them and like work with them. Extra firepower as we get ready for the <clears throat> season two in the NISL. Of course, on the women's side, uh, the Memphis Americans won the championship last year, their first inaugural championship. Rome finished second. You had the Fayetteville Fury. Now you have two new teams in the league, the Tampa Bay Strikers and the Central Florida Crusaders. I actually was going on their website. They've actually uh, got a lot of players. Uh, Tampa Bay got a lot of players from Central Florida. Um, well, Central Florida, the um, UCF, it, they got a lot of players playing for Central Florida. Uh, USF, uh, University of South Florida, a lot of players coming from over there. You play collegiate soccer at Eastern Washington. Of course, that is a big sky school. And, you know, a big shout-out to Sacramento State, who's uh, undefeated in the FCS playoffs. But we'll not go there. But <laughs> Eastern Washington has always had a great football team on that red turf. I know we, mm -hmm. we've talked about that before. I know you're a big Eastern Washington fan. Uh, sure. You know, and, and I think of um, Cooper Cup, and I think of, like, uh, Rodney Stuckey. Yeah. yeah, how can you not? Mm -hmm. But uh, what did it mean, to, you know, to play for Eastern Washington back in, in, in college and playing in the big sky? And then how different is the style of play in the outdoor game uh, comparing it to the indoor game? Yeah, no, I loved my years playing at Eastern. I think it was such a phenomenal opportunity, the relationships that – I got to make with additional women playing and just having the opportunity to play at the D1 level. That was always something that I wanted to do. But yeah, style-wise, playing outdoor versus indoor, very different. Lee, are you catching this? Very different. Lee's nodding for the okay. audience. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Amelia, uh, we're going to go ahead and switch gears. Let's talk about why you're here, the, the sponsor. Being, being a director of marketing, you deal with sponsorships all the time. But mm -hmm. we have a very special sponsor tonight, Brewster's Ice Cream. I mean, who doesn't like ice cream? Yes. I mean, we're giving away free ice cream. Uh, we do have some trivia questions. But yes. just, just talk about, like, that partnership with Brewster's Ice Cream. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to talk about these things that um, our wonderful partner made. Because look at how adorable this is. It's our little gift basket or gift for all of our uh, fans here that answer trivia correct. Uh, but, yeah, so just wanted to point that out because that's adorable. But uh, Brewster's is great. They're one of our sponsors who they will come out to us when we go and visit schools. We'll bring some players out, bring uh, – our mascot out and we'll bring ice cream to the schools with them so and they'll also be attending uh, a teacher appreciation luncheon with us to give away free ice cream to the teachers and I wanted to mention on Brewster's behalf they are running winter specials for two for $11 pints and two for 16 quarts so go out and get yourself some ice cream and if you're here go out and get yourself a free cone it's great you're very good at your I'm listen actually I my mom owned a Brewster's for 10 years so if there is anybody who can sit here and tell you about how great Brewster's this is girl can talk about ice it cream. is me Let's so go. I got the Brewster's <laughs> anyone has any questions my email is Amelia at the Columbus Rapids .com. 
<laughs> Brewsters. Uh, let me tell you, my kids love Brewsters. It's it's a great ice cream place. <laughs> I don't know we're just keeping it real. I mean, we do have some trivia questions. You know, we we actually started out with these trivia questions. We we're gonna have rapids, but since the rapids, uh, not a whole lot of people know about the rapids. They've only been in existence for a year, so we're gonna talk about Columbus trivia. I don't know if you guys know your Columbus athletes, but this first trivia question. All right, you guys ready in the back? This is the first trivia question. Hope I'm not too loudly. Um, all right, he played at Columbus High. He was an All-American tied in at the University of Auburn. He was a gold glove first baseman for the Chicago White Sox. His nickname was known as the Big Hurt. Who is this player? Yes, the answer is Frank Thomas, Hall of Fame baseball player, probably the greatest athlete to ever come out of the city of Columbus. Frank. Frank Thomas. Frankie. The Big Hurt, Mm -hmm. number 35, Hall of Fame baseball player, and also won a state title for the legendary baseball coach Bobby Howard at Columbus High School, which Columbus High School is a baseball town. I mean, they, that that's a baseball school. You know, they, that's, I love baseball. But yeah, Frank Thomas. Uh, but we're talking about soccer. We're talking, soccer? Yeah. Well, we might not mind if you talk about baseball. We're talking about, well, you know, the Mariners made the playoffs like, for the first year. I like year. baseball. So you're from Seattle. I'm, I'm throwing it back to you because you're from Seattle. Um, I, I got to give a shout out to the Seattle Mariners, making it to the postseason for the first time since 2001. That's right. A uh, big Seahawks fan. I'm a big Niners fan. They're actually taking on uh, the, the Niners at, at Quest Field in a couple of weeks. It's a Thursday night game. I uh, just got to make sure that my uh, my Prime Video subscription is renewed uh, so I can watch that game. Um, but, you know, what does it mean, you know, coming from Seattle and uh, coming to Columbus? Uh, did you go back home at all during the offseason? No, I don't think I did. Yeah, okay. Well, you did mention um, you actually went to a very special soccer match at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium because you're a Seattle Sounders fan. Your teammate, Megan Byers, is an Atlanta United fan. And the Seattle Sounders played Atlanta United this season, and both of you were at the game, and that's got to be something special. I'm sure there was a lot of talk, trash talking on the way home. 100%. Megan Byers, biggest trash talker there is. Well, she had she had to back it up because I think that the Atlanta United beat Seattle for like the first time in their franchise history. I I never they always tied like mm-hmm. they they never beat Seattle. I don't remember Atlanta United ever beating Seattle, so that was a big win for them. But you know you you got you got plenty. I mean you got the MLS Cup that that you won as well. I mean so you know Seattle very very good soccer program in the MLS. I look at these players on the national team like Zimmerman who plays for Nashville SC. I mean he made a huge save like if he doesn't make that save right there it's 1-1 and the united states is going home (laughs) absolutely so let's go ahead and talk amelia we're going to switch it over to you because you know Mm -hmm. you getting into marketing here for the rapids uh, what are some of the promotional deals that you've got going on that that you're lining up when we know when the schedule is coming out Yeah, so we're looking to have some uh, themed game nights. Uh, So, you know, one of the ones I'm most excited for is a dog night. So you guys can bring out your little dogs to the, uh, yeah, to the arena and actually, you know, plug Brewsters again. One of the things I love to do (laughs) when my mom owned it was we would have doggy ice cream eating contests. So I'm hoping that we can put together a halftime doggy ice cream eating contest for that night. Um, so bring your dogs out. Um, we're looking to have a Hispanic night. 
I believe a first responders night and of course the you know the famous military veterans night so just a lot of fun stuff like that hell yeah mm -hmm. oh, sorry can you swear on this Heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cut. Got that, got that, got that. Okay. okay. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no. I and back to ice cream. Um, yeah, back to ice cream, man. Let's they got sprinkles. Because, <laughs> because uh, did we give away that prize for the person who answered the first trivia question? No, he never on, came man, up here. Whoever said, said Frank Thomas, come get your prize. Come on, Frank. Because we've Come got on. another trivia question. I'm gonna He's throw not it. coming. All right. Yeah. Yeah, go get his prize. Special delivery. Wait I love that. I love it when people just get fired up about trivia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of trivia, don't forget that we do have trivia night at Ivy Park on Wednesday nights. Love trivia. I uh, Every time I play, I, uh, my group usually wins. I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm just saying. I definitely. That's if it was trivia about ice humble. cream, yeah. I would win. Yeah. All right, our next trivia question. Yeah. What country is the United States playing in the round of 16 on Saturday? Amsterdam. What? Amsterdam? <laughs> Wait, I thought he said it. The Dutch. The Netherlands. He said yes. it like Lee 10 got minutes it. ago. Oh, there we go. I had to figure out where the, where the Dutch people were from. Look, another European team. That last time they were in the group, they lost to Belgium one to nothing. Or one to one, actually. They lost two to one. I forgot about that. 2014, I remember exactly where I was. Uh, I had a watch party at my house in 2010 when they played Ghana. Um, I don't remember watching it in 2002. I think I was in college, but they beat Mexico 2-1, to one, and then they lost to Germany, the eventual World Cup champions in 2002. But I love the World Cup. I remember watching this when I was a kid. Back in 1994, the United States hosted. We're hosting again in 2026. Atlanta is going to be one of the cities. But here's what I don't like about it. You know, there's 32 teams in the World Cup. They're going to bump up the number of teams to 48. Do you like that? That waters it down. Oh, I mean, that I think that I, that, yeah. I love the fact that Italy could not qualify for the World Cup two years in a row. I mean, I, <laughs> man, forget I love about it. Like last in Thank 2018, goodness. Iceland came out of nowhere and qualified for the World Cup. Okay. Trinidad and Tobago qualified for the World Cup in 2006. I mean, who, who would have thought out of Concacaf, like a team that's not named Costa Rica, you know, Mexico, or the United States, or Honduras, didn't qualify for this World Cup? I was rooting for Canada. You know, when um, when Alfonso Davies got that goal in the beginning against Croatia to make it one nothing, that was exciting for Canada. You know, and I, a big shout-out to Canada, you know, because, you know, they usually don't qualify for the World Cup in soccer. They, they haven't made the World Cup since 1986. But, uh, yeah, it was great. You know, this is just a great time to be a soccer fan. With the rapid season coming up, we got watch parties all over the Fountain City. Uh, I'm guessing we're going to have a watch party Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, uh, maybe here at Ivy or El Carrizo or, or mm -hmm. Ogave, or one of those places. Yeah. Well, speaking of Ogave, don't forget that tomorrow is the kit reveal party. Uh, Amelia, you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we're going to talk real quick because we are switching it to the Cannon Brew Pub. Our kit okay. reveal is now going to be at the Cannon Brew Pub, uh, but it will still be at the same time. And it's just going to be a whole lot of fun. We're going to get all of our fans and all our partners out there and celebrate the start of the rapid season with some ice cream. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding.
<laughs> there won't be ice cream there. Um, Brewsters will be out there, though. Our partners. <laughs> Are we going to be introduced to new uh, uniforms or yes. logos? So, yeah, or? we're going to have our new printed uniforms with uh, some of our new sponsors on them, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, they're awesome. They awesome. are so nice. Yes, they, I'm very proud of them. I didn't design them. <laughs> Get ready for year two. <laughs> yeah, I worked so hard on them. I I, I sewed every one. <laughs> Speaking about ice cream. Yeah. No, Amelia, you do a great job with the marketing for the Columbus Rapids. And we are sewing. just excited about this season. We know that sometime in 2023 the regular season will start we just don't have a schedule yet we do know their first friendly is going to be december the 29th which is approximately a year from their first game last year that took place on december the 30th against the Fayetteville fury um their well their first home game their first game was december 26th I, do you remember that going to memphis that first game with the long bus ride to yep. memphis what yes. was that like it was a fine bus. It was just a long drive. Yeah. Uh, game result didn't really end in our favor, but yeah. and then I'm pretty sure the bus broke down too. So we were stuck on the highway for like seven hours waiting for a new bus. But then the new bus, that was a nice bus. Mm -hmm. I don't think we wanted to talk about the bus on this podcast, but that had TVs and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll always nice talk bus. about the bus. bus yeah. The bus and ice cream. <laughs> And I, I actually I watched all the uh, the road games last year when I wasn't calling the games. Um, that also that trip to Fayetteville, you actually won beat Fayetteville on the road. Haley Ryan was in at goalkeeper because um, you you didn't miss a single game, so you were there for all the road games. I mean, how challenging was that to play on the road, knowing that you're not going to be able to dress 14 like the home team, so you're at a disadvantage. And there sometimes where you only dressed maybe eight or nine. Yeah, road games, that was a lot of wear and tear on the team from traveling to just being on a bus and then like having to immediately turn around and play. Because a lot of the women, we also have jobs. So working with that schedule, um, they were definitely tougher, I would say. And of course, I, I know we talked a lot about the women's team, but also we have the men's team. And in the NISL, the Fayetteville Fury, are the defending champions. Uh, Columbus finished third. Actually, an incredible playoff game against the Memphis Americans. Uh, I thought that they played their best soccer and, and almost won that game against Memphis. Uh, but they, they're getting a new goalkeeper. He's from South Africa. Kurt Nowitzki uh, just recently signed. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm excited about Freddie Zamudio coming back. He's going to play defense. Uh, I think he's just going to be a great defender. Oh, yeah. Had the opportunity to actually talk to Freddie in the stands. I mean, he's a big soccer fan. He was actually at the Columbus State uh, women's soccer game when, when they took on Flagler in the in the third round of the NCAA tournament. So, uh, yeah. Freddie Zabudio, great guy. Also a coach at Concord yep. Fire. Um, are you involved with any of the club teams here in Columbus? Or? I'm not. I probably should be, but I haven't done it yet, no. We got a pretty good one here in Columbus. Concord Fire South FC. They were in a tournament of last weekend um, trying to sign my youngest uh, daughter up for soccer. I think mm -hmm. we're going to start her out at, at, at CYC. Uh, that's kind of a, a starter league. I know that Concord Fire, that's like the best of the best. The, the club team, uh, a lot of great Rapids players came out of that club team to include uh, Brianna Connolly, who uh, you know, she played one year with the Rapids uh, and did an amazing job, the leading assist leader, but she 
is now playing at Georgia Southern. So, uh, you know, good luck to her. But you, know, you also have, um, she didn't play for Concord Fire. She's from Ohio, actually. Emily Burke uh, had a very big impact in, in, in year one, has gone on to play the outdoor game overseas. I mean, so, I mean, you have some players that have made a tremendous impact in year one, but the good thing is you do have some players coming back. I, I, I really, I got to say, because I talked about this with Coach Inledge, uh, about Columbus State being like an unofficial farm system for the Columbus Rapids. They have some amazing players. Which oh, yeah. I could easily see them playing for the Columbus Rapids. Emma Beto or, and Rachel Swigar and Lauren Barnes. Right there, I, I, could just, I could just name. I hope they you know, suit up in a Rapids uniform because uh, Lauren Barnes just had this incredible goal that uh, took them to over uh, Lenore Ryan in that second round and then Rachel Swigart with that tying goal. You know, they came down. They were down 3-1 to one against West Florida in the quarterfinals, and they won that game 4-3 to three to punch their ticket to the Final Four. So uh, just congratulations to the Columbus State women's soccer team. And uh, we're really looking forward to year two in the NISL. I mean, Maddie Peterson and Maddie DeFranco made a big impact on the team last year. Uh, Kalia Utsi uh, made it, and she's coming back. I mean, so you got some players that are coming back. Uh, I just cannot wait to see the women's team and the men's team out on the pitch at the Columbus Civic Center. It, it's exciting times in the Fountain City. I mean, year one, a lot of people in Columbus didn't realize we had two indoor soccer teams. But we have a lot of soccer fans, especially with the World Cup. We have the buzz going on, and I think that people are going to continue that buzz and, and start rallying around these two indoor soccer teams here in the Fountain City, and I can't wait. Amelia, I know you're excited about it, I mean, because that, that's what you live for. You want to market and promote the Columbus Rapids, and they, you know, it's coming. We just got to wait for that schedule. Yeah, I wake up, and the first thing I think of is marketing and the Rapids. No, no. <laughs> second thing is ice cream. Thing is ice, actually, it's ice cream, marketing, the butts. <laughs> <laughs> the Rapids uniform? No. Well, the ask back. Yeah. This it's, is our it's first very and final important. podcast. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. No, yeah. I, I love this job, and I love working with the Rapids, and I'm very excited for this season. No, but honestly, Amelia is awesome. She does so much behind the scenes and puts up with us. Um, and She's all the so hard to put up with, man. Yeah. She's at every event I ask her to come to, and I'm like, why do you keep showing up? <laughs> She keeps coming. Got another trivia question. She's here again. For the for the fan of uh, the the Cincinnati Bengals, so he probably knows this player. Who is the Columbus native that played running back at Carver High School here in Columbus? Went on to play for the University of Georgia freshman year. Went on to play for Alabama State. Played from the Cleveland Browns from 2014 to 2017, almost rushed for 1,000 yards in 2016, went on to play for the New York Jets. Can you name the running back that played for the Cleveland Browns? Because you had to face him twice. You being a Bengals fan, you saw him in 2016. Antonio Brown, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number 34. Can I get a uh, Joe Burrow? <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow. All right, I'll give you an easier one. Oh, man, I feel bad because we got, we got somebody in the audience. Uh, man, I, tough loss. But, but congratulations to Glenwood making it all the way to the state championship against tough East Scott Academy. Loss. I watched Dang. that game on uh, their broadcast. <clears throat> uh, thought they did 
a pretty good job. Uh, you guys, you guys did great. Uh, we got another private school here in Columbus that's in the state championship, St. Ampicelli. So good luck to them. Uh, good luck to you know. This is also a good time, you know, for high school athletics because you got high school football state championships going on. You got you got high school basketball. I think we have an answer in the live chat. Yes. Isaiah Crowell. Yes. So whoever what? is in the live chat, you have won a prize. You can come. Casey Smith. You can come. Oh, I know who Casey is. You can come. You can come by Ivy and pick up your prize, or you know, we'll we'll hold it for you next time we see you. And Cody Shishkabob. Oh no. Well, there you go. Cody Shishkabob. Yeah. Oh no, Cody. Crowell. Maybe this block is... him from the chat if you can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually joking. Okay. I was like, yeah. what's oh, the T? I was like, are we blocking him? What did he do? Steal my ice cream? Uh, now I'm more nervous because someone that I know is watching me. <laughs> this is in Brittany. I tend to think that when we talk about athletics in Columbus, you know, I know we talked about in the offseason that – you know, you didn't have a place to practice, you know, because you, you guys were getting used to playing on the turf the outdoor game. I remember I was at one of your first practices at Columbus High School. It was in a basketball gymnasium, and you couldn't yeah. really use the turf, but you were able to use the wall, like the, those seats that, that go up in, in the gymnasium. You were able to use the wall, but you weren't able to get your footing right on the turf. But I actually thought it was great that – when the Columbus Lions put their turf on their field, that now you have an opportunity. Hockey season's over, so they don't have to change the ice. But did you guys ever get to practice in the off season at the Columbus Sim Center on that turf, or did you go somewhere else that had turf? Uh, no, we never really had an opportunity to be organized in that sense. Um, we would have loved that opportunity uh, for sure. That just training in that gym was a lot of wear and tear on our bodies, and it also I think really impacted our style of play because we were having to adjust in game to using the walls as well as getting your touch on that turf. So um, definitely looking forward to this season where we can train where we're going to play. Now, I've talked to some of your teammates. I've talked to Tevin West on the men's team. I've talked to Megan Byers. I mean, they, they, you know, simultaneously will train outdoor and indoor because it's very important just for, you know, endurance and conditioning that you, you continue playing the outdoor game and, and also the indoor game, but you really got to have – it's a cardio workout when it comes to the indoor game. Mm -hmm. But really, a lot of these players, like you're talking about Clayton Adams who had an opportunity to play – for an outdoor team. Now he's back with uh, the men's team just for a little bit until he goes to his outdoor club. Um, but how important is that just to, to go back and forth and to play outdoor soccer and indoor soccer? I think you get the opportunity to still get touches on the ball, which is vital, I think. Um, yeah, it's gonna help with conditioning as well. Obviously, you'll have some aspects of the game that are hard to replicate because you need to be able to learn how to play with the walls as well as like the different rules and style of play of indoor. But definitely better than nothing. All right, and we can't have a Rapids podcast without talking about your teammate who her jersey's right behind us, was a legend at Columbus State. Olivia Gerald scored 61 goals at Columbus State University uh, and led the Columbus State University Lady Cougars uh, to 
the championship game in 2015. Uh, the, right now, they're in the Final Four, and they, the last time they were this far was in, in the 2015 season. And and then, of course, she, you know, she being from Fort uh, St. Augustine, I was about to say Fort Lauderdale. No, St. Augustine, and then uh, she had a tremendous impact on the team last year, leading goal scorer mm -hmm. and the NISL MVP. Mm -hmm. So she got some hardware for that first season in the NISL. Oh, yeah, she's fantastic. Love her. And we got to talk about your goalkeeper, Bria Riancho, which in my mind, she was the best goalkeeper in the NISL. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The save she made last year? How many? Like, how many saves? How many times did Bria Riancho just, you know, with the length of just to get out and get the ball out of there? Just it, I, how many times on the broadcast I was like, I got a save by Riancho. And it was just an incredible save. Yeah. It was like one of those, did you just see that moment? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there are definitely some games where we could have helped her out more. Uh, but, no, she always came through in the back. You did have some clutch players. I remember Emily Burke scoring an a overtime goal. Mm -hmm. uh, how about Casey Hall on, on oh, a yeah. penalty kick, when beating Memphis for the very first time? So many great moments in year one. But what was your favorite moment in year one? Oh, gosh. It doesn't have to be a playing moment. It could be just the, the camaraderie with your teammates or maybe coming to Ivy after the game and just hanging out with the teammates and the fans. That's a moment. That could be a moment. We like Ivy I, yeah, Park. I don't know if I can narrow it down to just one moment, but I think it was throughout the season getting to know my teammates. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, they're awesome. They're the reason why I'm coming back. And we are very, very fortunate to have you back. We're really – Great, grateful that you're able to come back for year two, and that leadership is really going to make a difference out there. And and I just want to say good luck in year two. And Thank you. and uh, I know the, the the Rapids right now. I mean, we got right in front of us. Uh, Memphis is that's the right now. That's the team to beat. That's our hated rival. No, we've got we've got to beat Memphis. <laughs> look, we we don't know how Tampa Bay and Central Florida is going to look. They're brand new expansion teams, so we really don't know how Tampa Bay and Florida Central Florida are going to be. But we, exactly yeah. who they are. I mean, they're going to be good, but they, it's going to take an adjustment to get used to the indoor game. It's going to be a competitive league, don't get me wrong. And, and Fayetteville is going to get better because uh, they got some good players coming back. Mm -hmm. um, Amelia, just excited about having you on, on the team for the Rapids. I'm know, just, just excited about ice cream. Just year two? <laughs> ice cream in the Rapids. Hey, year two. We know that the first game is December 29th, that friendly where the men's team and the women's team are going to be out at the Columbus Civic Center. We hope to get a lot of fans out there. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be the holiday season, um, but uh, just wish you and your families just a, a wonderful, happy holidays during during this time. And uh, go Rapids. Go Rapids. go Rapids. go Rapids. Oh, I cannot wait. I am excited. Just uh, It's really been a blessing just to have soccer going on right now, World Cup games at 5 o'clock in the morning. Who here, and I'm, I'm going to raise my hand, who here woke up at 5 in the morning, turned on their phone, and watched a World Cup game? Yes, I knew it. I, I knew it, Boogs. You, I knew you were going to say raise your hand. I have not quite 5 in the morning, maybe 6, and it was already at halftime, and it was like 0-0, oh. zero, zero, but you know, I, there was like one day I actually did uh, wake up and actually saw a World Cup game. But, uh, yes, the United States, Saturday, taking on the Netherlands, and if they win, you know, they advance to the quarterfinals, which they'll be the farthest they've gone since uh, 2002. And uh, good luck to the United States. Still don't know the word about Christian Pulisic. Uh, he did injure himself. And also uh, uh, Sargent also injured himself in that, in that game too. So 
we got to find out. I'm, 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 here's my, here's what I think might happen. Because the United States defense is very good, that the best case scenario is they get the Netherlands a 0-0 tie and it goes to penalty kicks. And you know in penalty kicks anything can happen. That's what I'm predicting. I'm just predicting a USA win. Love that. Nothing else. Nothing. Nothing else. I will I will accept nothing else. Yeah, that and ice cream. It's gonna be exciting. So so what are we saying? Are we having a watch party here at Ivy? We, are we doing that somewhere else? Oh, okay. So we watch we didn't, party at Ivy. Watch party at Ivy. Let's watch go. party at Ivy. It's well, yeah. it's at ten o'clock, so you know they, they start serving lunch like at eleven. So, but anyway, I tell you what, I had. I'm so glad that you guys were able to be on the show. I had fun. Uh, this mm -hmm. this was a great show. Thank you so much for yeah, being on. Yes, thank and, you. Uh, so fun. Absolutely. Until next time, it has been another episode of. Off the Walls Rapids podcast brought to you by Brewster's Ice Cream. Don't forget it. And <laughs> I, I tell you, I'm. And then uh, National uh, Audio uh, Visual Services as well. Can't forget about them. They do a great job with all this equipment. Uh, I want to thank uh, Lee Snow, the the producer, the man with the plan back there, and Matt Jones. You guys are awesome. Thank you for making this possible. Randall Books. The biggest Rapids fan I know. Thank you just for just getting the energy in this place to get everybody excited about the Columbus Rapids. I mean, you are the man. Let's go! There you go. I knew that was going to come out eventually. I wasn't ready for that, personally. <laughs> so for Amelia Salter and uh, Brittany Conway, I am Richard Holdridge saying good night. And thank you once again for watching another episode of off the walls rapids podcast stay tuned for next week and i hope that you have a great rest of your week not everybody you've been listening to the sports beat with richard holdridge we invite you to download and subscribe you can find us on anchor spotify google cast stitcher itunes or wherever fine podcasts are found Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.